Hey, everybody, welcome back to Truth Unbound. Truth Unbound is back after Thanksgiving break here and also catching up on some uh, ministry things In uh, as I'm a pastor and also a corporate chaplain. And now our ministry of Truth Unbound is back, and I'm glad that you're here. We're here together at Truth Unbound. We always seek to discover what are God's answers to the dilemmas and the big, big questions that we have of what's going on in culture, the world, our Christian faith, and in daily life, and how God wants you and me as believers, followers of Jesus, to respond to it all. Now, the Respect for Marriage Act, or as many conservatives and myself call it the Disrespect for Marriage Act, uh, recently passed in the Senate and now goes to the House where it appears that it will likely pass and go to President Biden's desk, who assures us he will happily sign it into law. It's a big deal. How in the world did we get here? Where will this take our culture? And what is a biblical response to this? Well, we're going to dig in and find out right now. All right, everybody. Now, just before we get into our hot topic for today, uh, just want to remind you, if you would hit like and then hit all notifications, if you were doing this on YouTube, you can also click to like or follow this podcast uh, on your podcast app. Also, if you could respond or comment below and then give us a great review on the podcast apps as well. And then if you could share this podcast with everyone you can, all of this together will expand the Truth Unbound family as we seek to discover what God says to the relevant things that are happening to us today, and He does indeed answer. Well, anyway, thank you for doing that. Let's jump right into it. Okay, so what is the Respect for Marriage Act? Well, what it does is it codifies at a federal level the redefining of marriage. Now, we'll talk more about that specifically, but what it does is it, it does not require states to recognize same-sex marriage, but, and I quote from the BuzzFeed article here, it would make clear that the federal government would recognize any married couple's legal rights, benefits, or protections, even if they lived in a state that outlawed marriage between same-sex partners, even if some states decided to no longer allow same-sex or interracial couples to wed, the federal government would still recognize such marriages that were legally performed in other states. States would also have to recognize such, marriage, such marriages that were legally performed elsewhere, end of quote. Now, this bill would also formally repeal the Defense of Marriage Act of 1996, which had denied such federal rights and benefits in the first place. Now, the key section of that law was struck down in 2013 in what was called Windsor versus U.S., another Supreme Court case that activists feared could be under threat. Now, as Michael Faust points out in his article, there's something else it will allow. The bill explicitly allows lawsuits against those who break the law, saying the, quote, attorney general may bring a civil action in the appropriate United States District Court against any person who violates the text of the Respect for Marriage Act. 
Now, the bill also says, quote, any person who is harmed by a violation may bring a civil action in the appropriate United States District Court against the person who violated such subsection for declaratory and injunctive, injunctive relief, end quote. In other words, this law will unleash countless lawsuits with government backing against those who, even if not for religious, region, religious reasons, hold to and practice their sincere belief in traditional marriage. Money that they don't have to pay lawyers for such a case to fight back. And that's exactly what the makers of this bill, this law, are counting on. Now, some of you will remember a, a bill that was proposed and passed by the House last year called the Equality Act. Is this and the Equality Act the same? Now, it, again, we said it was passed in the House last year, but has not moved forward since then. Now, according to Congress.gov, the summary of the bill, H.R. 5, called the Equality Act, says that this bill prohibits discrimination based on sex, sexual orientation, and gender identity in areas including public accommodations and facilities, education, federal funding, employment, housing, credit, and the jury system. Specifically, the bill defines and includes sex, sexual orientation, and gender identity among the prohibited categories of discrimination or segregation. The bill expands the definition of public accommodations to include places or establishments that provide exhibitions, recreation, exercise, amusement, gatherings, or displays, goods, services, or programs, and transportation services. The bill allows the Department of Justice to intervene in equal protection actions in federal court on account of sexual orientation or gender identity. The bill prohibits an individual from being denied access to a shared facility, including a restroom, a locker room, and a dressing room that is in accordance with the individual's gender identity. So the Respect for Marriage Act is narrowly focused on marriage itself and not all areas, including sex and gender, such as in the Equality Act. So the two are not the same. Now, there have already been calls, though, for the Equality Act to be added to the Respect for Marriage Act and get it signed into law as well at the same time. It's doubtful, though, but that that will happen, but it still lets us know, it throws up a red flag that immorality never rests, and for those who defend traditional marriage and Judeo-Christian values in society, we must remain vigilant. Also, we need to remember that Republicans are in charge of the House, now, some may say, well, because the Republicans are now going to be in charge of the House, then there's no worries. This won't happen. But you need to remember that for it to come back to the House and then to the president for final signature and approval, it required 12, there, or there were 12 Republican senators who jumped in with the Democrats on this to get it passed. So, no, it's not a shoe-in. Just because the Republicans run the House, it is not a shoo-in that this will not, this or and or the Equality Act will not be approved and sent to the president. Now, here's another question. Why the need to codify same-sex and other types of marriage into law, especially federal law? Well, there is no need. <laughs> 
It's a political strategy move. It is a reaction to Clarence Thomas's comments right after the reversal of Roe v. Wade. Now, the Respect for Marriage Act was introduced in 2015, but after Roe v. Wade's overturning by SCOTUS, or the, the Supreme Court of the United States, Clarence Thomas wrote in a separate piece that he called on the court to review all cases decided in recent years based on an interpretation of the 14th Amendment. A particular concern to LGBTQ activist is the case called Ober Obergfell versus Hodges in 2015, where the Supreme Court held that state laws barring same-sex marriages were unconstitutional. Now, LGBTQ activists feared that, that SCOTUS, the Supreme Court, will overturn that previous decision in 2015 for the same reasons it overturned Roe v. Wade. Also, seeing the dark clouds rising that Democrats would likely lose the House and possibly the Senate at that time uh, means that they would lose all possibility for same-sex marriage or the Equality Act to be codified into federal law. So they made the ultra-fast move, again, with Republican help, to make this respect for marriage law a law. It was a preemptive strike. And they are overjoyed that they're about to get their, see their wish come true. Now, this is going to be a law on a matter that no civilized society for thousands of years needed or wanted to, to make. Yet here we are. Proud moment for the U.S., huh? Uh, nope, definitely not. So what will, it, what will this do for marriage? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing positive, that is. Not for traditional, true marriage. Now, before I explain that, though, let's understand this. This law actually does nothing for same-sex marriage as well. Yes, it forces states to recognize same-sex marriages from states that have legalized such unions, and that's about 15 states so far. But it doesn't make all states legalize same-sex marriage. In fact, 35 states have already uh, put into law uh, or made laws declaring marriage as only a man and a woman. Also, there are literally, literally no states who have any legislation in place that threatens same-sex marriage. Not even, they've not even talked about it. In fact, some proponents, as you'll see here in this picture, some proponents of same-sex marriage have openly said this law, the Respect for Marriage Act, it's not enough. Okay, then, so what does the Respect for Marriage Act achieve? It really nothing more than federalized targeting of mainly Christian individuals and groups, punishing them for upholding not only biblical, but universal centuries-old belief that marriage is only and has to be only a man and a woman. It doesn't support and promote marriage. It tries to redefine what marriage is. But there's one big, huge problem with that. You can codify what you wish, but it doesn't change the reality of what marriage actually is, which it is and can only be the legal union of a man and a woman for life. You can put together any two types of people you want, but marriage is still only the union of a man and woman. That is the objective fact. But 
For instance, here's the classic statement that is repeated over and over again. And after the Senate passed this act, Senator Schumer said it again. And here's the picture of it, of his, twi- of his tweet. Because no one should be discriminated against because of who they love. Really? Hmm. So if a man wants to marry a minor boy or girl, should they be able to? If a mother wants to marry her son, that's called incest. Should she be able to? Could a man marry his dog or his horse or a person marry themselves? Yep. It's a real thing now. It's called sologamy, the ultimate form of self-love. There's literally nothing in this Respect for Marriage Act that prohibits any of that. It does only prohibit polygamy, and it states, I quote, Nothing in this act or any amendment made by this act shall be construed to require or authorize federal recognition of marriages between more than two individuals, end quote. Wow, man, I feel way better now. Anyway, moving on. The reality is in America, people are free to love as they want. It's evidence is seen every day and more than ever, and it's increasing, and especially as you see it pushed in TV, movies, literature, and on the street, even in children's books. Now, people may not agree with that lifestyle choice, but nevertheless, no one is prohibited anymore for showing public affection or live with anyone they choose. The vast majority of people, they really just don't care what you do in the bedroom. But calling it or making it a marriage, if it's not a man and a woman only, doesn't make that any different or better for anyone. This ends up being a matter of demanding special recognition, not equal recognition. In the end, when you have no objective moral laws given to you by a perfect moral lawgiver, then this actually makes sense. (laughs) Why didn't it happen sooner? Love is love, man. Come on. But the fact is, marriage as one man, one woman only, till death do you part, is a norm in civilized society because this is what marriage was made to be in the beginning by God. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, it says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Jesus himself reaffirmed this in his time and discussions with others on earth. And Paul also repeated and reaffirmed it in his writings of scripture. Anything outside of that is not marriage. No matter what you call it, in whichever, with whichever legal method or process you give it, at whatever up to the highest levels of whatever government, it doesn't change the real Reality that marriage is one man and one woman only. End of story. Now, some might say, hey, get with the times, man. The winds of change have come, and they're here to stay. No one thinks one woman, one man is the only marriage relationship anymore, okay? Just look at the polls. Well, you know, someone saying that is right about the change in American minds about same-sex marriage. In 1996, two-thirds of Americans opposed a same-sex marriage right. Today, 70% of Americans support it, a figure that for the first time includes a majority of Republicans. Wow, well, that changes my mind. 
No, it doesn't. (laughs) Marriage literally, again, is only one man, one woman. Call any other relationship a marriage and it doesn't change the reality of that fact. So let's ask this question. What will be the negative effects of this new law on our culture and our society? Well, it will continue to legitimize a post-truth fallacy about the most fundamental and necessary relationship of any society, and that one is marriage. It will also further push us into the downward spiral more rapidly of immorality as a society and a nation, further weakening the family unit. It will bring up the next generations of children into further confusion about gender identity, roles, boundaries, and what love truly is. It will push Bible-believing Christians into a corner and ratchet up the legal persecution and other forms of persecution after that of Christians in our country, especially by the government. Now, some senators tried to add amendments to this law to more specifically protect religious objectors to same-sex marriage, only to be tossed aside even by fellow party members. And it, it, it hasn't, the amendment that was added for religious protection, it only covers certain things. It's, it's extremely narrow, and it doesn't cover the protections for individuals or individuals who run a business with them being the only employee. This will also further affect the military and the continued social experimentation that goes on with it constantly. Traditional marriage chaplains in the military and federal police agencies will have to be, they will be forced to conform to this redefinition of marriage and accept it and perform those weddings or suffer the consequences, such as described in the Denison Forum article, quoting Senator Mike Lee, Dr. Andrew Fox, who created a chaplaincy program at the Austin Fire Department and served as lead chaplain in a volunteer capacity for eight years. In a personal blog unconnected to his work, he shared his religious views regarding marriage. City officials then demanded that he recant his statement and apologized for the harm his blog post allegedly had caused. The officials demanded total compliance with their preferred views on marriage and forced Dr. Fox to hand in his uniform. Believer, we still must hold fast to the truth of God's word and also state clearly what God says. As Peter said in 1 Peter 3.15, a verse we often quote here at Truth Unbound, That is to give an answer of the hope within us clearly and firmly, yet with respect and gentleness. Well, I hope that this has been of help to you to understand this more. And I hope that you'll share this with others and able to help others with it. You can continue to do that by clicking like, clicking to follow Truth Unbound, subscribe as well to our channel, uh, comment below and share this episode and others uh, of our podcast with everyone that you can today. Always remember to follow Jesus, because when you do, you'll always follow the truth. Until next time.